Good morning. You are listening to Real Estate 411 with Malia Spade on Anchor.fm. Now, we are still in the month of February, and all month we have been encouraging each other to show appreciation for each other, show our love, and to really nurture the relationships in our lives. So I think that today it's only fitting that we discuss the Brokerage Relationships and Real Estate Transactions Act. Now, I'm going to call it Bretta for the duration of this podcast, simply because it's a lot shorter and easier to say. Now, Bretta went into effect here in Georgia on January 1st, 1994. This particular act was designed to help clarify agency relationships between real estate brokers and the consumers of broker services. Agency law, as applied to real estate brokers and sales associates, had really been in a state of flux in the years prior to 1994, with a trend toward increased broker liability, misunderstandings, and of course, the extreme, some pretty nasty lawsuits. This really stemmed from uncertain knowledge of the responsibilities and duties under agency law, and some licensees and brokers acted in ways that created accidental or unintended agency relationships with customers. Treating customers like clients creates an implied agency with the associated requirements to act on that client's behalf. So in order to avoid misunderstandings and assist brokers in professionally serving the public, Breda provides guidance to brokers sales associates, and even the public by defining the roles, rights, and obligations of each. As I previously noted, we had real estate brokers that had the negative experience of lawsuits based on accidental or unintentional agency, which usually results from a disgruntled home buyer alleging a breach of an implied client-agent relationship. Most often, the case was the broker was representing the seller in the transaction, but the buyer believed that the broker represented them and felt that they had relied on that particular broker to their own detriment. Now, Breda begins addressing this and other agency problems by providing for a written brokerage engagement. A brokerage engagement means a written contract wherein the seller, buyer, landlord, or tenant becomes the the actual client of the broker. Now, although Breda does not require a licensee to discuss agency status with a prospect until the time of the brokerage engagement, it's a good practice to do so as early as possible to help prevent any confusion in the mind of a prospective client. If a customer thinks that a licensee represents them and no brokerage engagement has occurred, problems can definitely result later. Now, it's important to know that you do not have to go into a client relationship with the broker that you're working with. A broker can perform what we call ministerial acts for any party in a real estate transaction, and that does not require a development of a brokerage engagement. Breda defines ministerial acts as actions of a licensee that do not require the exercise of the licensee's judgment or discretion. So some examples of ministerial acts set forth in Breda are preparing and conveying offers to the other party, locating inspectors, attorneys, surveyors, and providing other similar services. Limiting the scope of services to the customer is providing information on or lists containing several names of service providers without making specific recommendations. 
that could potentially and perhaps avoid unintentionally creating a broker engagement. Whether or not you choose to enter into a brokerage engagement, the law requires that brokers and licensees fully disclose working relationships and legal obligations between agents and their clients or customers. I always encourage participants in a real estate transaction to never assume an agent is working on your behalf without a written agreement in place. Without a written agreement in place, you are essentially working for yourself and you are a customer, not a client of the agent you are working with. Regardless of agency relationship, all parties are obligated to provide honest and accurate information in addition to disclosing all adverse material defects that are known. Now, the three types of agency that we generally talk about are buyer agency, seller agency, and transactional agency. Now, the buyer and seller are pretty self-explanatory. As a client, a buyer client, your agent is in a situation where they will be providing comparable numbers for you, suggesting professionals to help you get to the closing table throughout your transaction. In a seller agency situation, an agent is obligated to seek out the best, most fit buyers for a particular property and to increase their client's profit while minimizing their costs or liabilities. Now, the one that's not often really seen is a transactional agency, which means that the agent does not advocate the interests of either party. Now, if I represent you as a client, whether you are a buyer or a seller, all information you share with me will remain between us in order to ensure that you maintain a strong and positive position for negotiating. Some examples of disclosure between clients and their brokerage could be affiliated business disclosures, which let a client or customer know up front what organizations work hand in hand with a particular brokerage and which organizations might provide some form of financial incentive for a broker to refer clients. So that will allow you to see any biases that exist behind the scenes of your relationship with that broker. Another example is when you're looking for a home, you're driving down the street, you see a sign, so you write down the phone number and you call the listing agent for information about that particular home. While there's nothing wrong with gathering information on your own, it's important to know that the agent listed on that sign is in a contractual or brokerage engagement relationship with the seller. That agent is very capable of preparing your offer and submitting it. In that case, it would be a ministerial act, but understand that they legally represent the interests of the seller. The last thing that is very common is going into a new home community. Once again, there are sales reps available there to help you and they're glad to do so. But always keep in mind that the sales reps on site for these new home communities are working in the best interest of the builder. So although they will write your contract, present you with options, and help you even get financed in many cases, their legal and contractual obligation is to the seller. 
So once again, if I appreciate you all listening in to Real Estate 411 with Malia Spate. If you would like more information about the rights, obligations, and duties under the different forms of brokerage engagements, please feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or LinkedIn where you can find me as Malia Spade. Or if you use Instagram, you can find me there as McDonough Real Estate. Until next week, thank you all for listening and I hope you have an amazing week.